everybody, and welcome back to the Out To Be podcast. I am back this week with Brie Noble, and today we're going to touch on a really, really common question that we get from people who are likely starting out as artists or even as music industry professionals and starting a coaching career. So they're people who have an artist career or another business or other things going on, and they want to, in addition to that, add on a coaching or teaching stream of income. So the question becomes, how do I do this? And do I have one Instagram account slash social media presence? Do I separate it out and have it be two completely separate projects and entities? How do I navigate this, especially in a way that's not super overwhelming? So that is what we're going to dive into today. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad we're talking about this because I do get a ton of questions from my academy members. This comes up at least once a month where people are at this kind of crossroads place and like they feel like overwhelmed. Like I don't want to have a whole nother way or place that I, I have to show up, but yet is it a totally different audience? Should I be being separate? You know, so I'm, I'm really curious to see what you say. I know that we have talked about this to some of our students and I yeah. know some of what you'll say, but um, you know, it, it does, it, it, it does depend on the situation. And so maybe we'll talk about like ways that you can analyze which one is right for you. Definitely. So we're going to come from the assumption that you as a, a person <laughs> have a social media presence. I know, shocking, right? So many people don't. I'm just joking, that's sarcasm. Um, <laughs> because everyone does. So at the very least, the chances are you have a personal profile. Um, you know, maybe that's private even, maybe it's public, but I would put money that you probably have a personal profile, likely on Instagram, possibly like on Facebook or other platforms like TikTok. Um, I think Instagram is the main platform that a lot of people and coaches and artists use to market themselves right now. So if you hear me saying Instagram, that's why. It's because usually the question is like, do I have two Instagrams, to be completely honest? (laughs) And um, sometimes website will come into it, but in general, you can also just think like social media presences or like separate accounts on whichever platform for each project. So you might have a personal one, um, you might have a personal and an artist one, or you might just have an artist one if you are an artist. And now you're thinking of adding a new stream of income and, and becoming a coach and you know that you're going to have to promote that online and build an audience for that niche online. So what do you do? Well, the options are either you do it all in one, like you have one account that simply encompasses everything, or you make another account and you have two accounts, one for your artistry uh, or just your personal account and one for your coaching. So I think there are pros and cons to each, like you said, and I think that it is sometimes circumstantial, but let's start with why we might want to keep it as just one account. Brie, what do you think the the pros are to just saying, okay, uh, you know, whether it's my personal, but more likely Mm -hmm. we'll say, I'm an artist, I'm going to start coaching. Why should I keep it on just one account for all of these projects? Well, I'd say the biggest reason is that artists especially are very overwhelmed by the social media and needing to show up so many places. And the idea of needing to show up in like two places and having like you know, specific content for each one of those will often make them just like paralyzed and not do anything. So for me, I'd much rather have them do it in one place and 
feel good about showing up there regularly and consistently and be able to promote those both things there in one place and actually do it versus just being paralyzed by overwhelm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that that's one of the biggest reasons people have this question in the first place too, is because they don't necessarily want to create two accounts because it seems really overwhelming to keep up with two accounts. Um, I think that another reason why one is good is because you are sort of the brand. Like you as a whole are doing multiple things and people are going to know you for the multiple things that you do as long as you're really clear about it. So that, of course, is the key is to like be very clear with what you do. Especially if you are doing something coaching or teaching wise in the music space. Yeah. You know, the people that follow you already for music, they see you in that light, whether they are other artists or they are fans, they see you in that way. They see you kind of as an expert in that area. And it's an easy transition to be like, hey, now I'm offering voice lessons. And if they like your music, they're going to be very attracted to that. So, uh, and, and even if you're not offering a music related thing, say you're offering, I don't know, home organization or something, let's just say. Um, you're still like someone in their mind that is like an authority on something, or they're interested enough to follow you that they might be interested in doing something with you outside of the music space. Um, but we'll get into the cons in a little bit where that can be a problem, (laughs) but, um, you know, so there is, I think that is a pro in many ways, but there are also ways that that's not a pro. Yeah. I usually go back to the question of like, who is your ideal audience for each? Because, and and this can sort of also be a reason why maybe you need to separate it, but in, in terms of why you might keep it as one, if your ideal audience for each is rather similar, then you don't necessarily need to separate it out. It just doesn't make sense. So like Bree said, if you've established yourself as an artist and you're going to do something that's related to singing and you know that you have a bunch of fans who are singers and they'll be your clients and they love the way you sing. Awesome. Um, I have had a client in the past who she is a singer songwriter, composer. She does a ton of stuff. And she also started a few programs uh, around writing and recording your own EP. And so it was focused on songwriting, focused on home recording, those kinds of things. And, you know, she does a lot, both in her artistry, she does a lot. And of course, in her coaching, she's offering a really clear uh, thing and a very specific thing. And yet it made sense to just keep it all on one page because people were following her for her. They wanted to hear her music. They wanted to learn from her. And while not everyone is going to be there for everything, like some of your fans might not want to work with you, they're likely not going to be annoyed if you're talking about these things because they still think it's cool. So like even if they don't, your fans don't want to learn music production, they'll still think it's fascinating when you talk about how you produce your songs that they like to listen to. So um, when the audiences are the same, and especially if you know that your fan base at large is people who are interested in what you will be teaching, you don't have to worry too much about separating it out. The other example I'll give is, and I can't remember if I've ever told you this, Brie, but I really want to do a cabaret. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, you know this, right? (laughs) It's like every like three months, all of a sudden I get this surge of like, I have to do this immediately. And when I was in Paris, I remember being up really late at like 
1.30 one morning because I just couldn't stop thinking about this cabaret show. And I was like, I just feel like I should do it now. Like, otherwise I'm never going to do it. And um, I actually got on my stories. I literally couldn't fall asleep. I had to like get it out. So I got on my stories and I was like, I'm just curious <clears throat> if I did this, not even if I did this right now, but if I did this sometime in the future, would you guys want me to do it on this account or make a separate account for it? And I literally just pulled my audience and most of them said, just do it on this account. And I even got DMs from people being like, we're here for you. Like we're just mm -hmm. here for your journey. And um, not to say that it's all about me and that like everything I do is just so people can follow my journey and what I feel like teaching at any given moment. But it is a strong testament to my audience really being interested not only in what I am offering them and what they're learning from me, but also what I'm doing. Because if I grow, they grow. And if I'm learning more, they're learning more. And so a lot of people like actively expressed, hey, ju just keep it as one, that would be cool. And like, we wanna see that and it wouldn't be super intrusive or confusing or anything like that. So TBD, hopefully I will be doing that in the next couple of years. But I basically, after that, made the resolution that I'm just gonna build up my audience of my coaching more. I'm gonna focus on creating a really, really strong foundation there. And then when I'm ready to introduce my new project, it'll just flow seamlessly because I know that if I'm attracting people who are also interested in those kinds of things, because those are my ideal clients, it's not gonna be some weird intrusive thing that I have to create a completely separate like persona for in order to make it make sense. Well, and that's a really cool example because for those of you who have an account and an active, you know, people are really active and respond to you when you ask questions, you can do stuff like this. Like if you already do things like, Hey, I'm thinking about doing, you know, having this kind of merch, you know, what colors would you like or whatever, if you're already doing stuff like that and people respond, then you can do like what Katie did and just ask like, Hey, I'm going to be doing this. Would you want to hear about this on this account? Or would you rather just only hear about my music and see what people say? Yeah, you can't go wrong with literally just asking your audience. <laughs> we should have said that earlier, <laughs> but it's true. Like, first step, you can always just ask, especially if you're unsure yourself, just ask your audience what they want. And they might tell you, no, it'll be too confusing. We don't care about that whatsoever. And that might also be an indication that your fans are not the same as your clients, right? Your ideal fans and your ideal clients are two different audiences completely. So maybe you wanna separate it out a little bit more. Um, but that actually brings up a really interesting point, which is what if someone has accounts set up or an account set up? And I actually do say accounts because we've had many of our students come in being like, I have already three accounts set up or I already have two accounts set up or I made an account for my coaching, but they're not active anywhere like they're literally they have accounts or an account at least one but they're not even showing up there do you think that makes a difference in how one should approach this because what if they're not really active and they don't have a strong base um, or an active fan base on the artistry or the coaching because they just haven't really been showing up strong anywhere um i mean i would say if they're going to be going into this teaching or coaching and they haven't really done anything as an artist like you may as well start out with the teaching and coaching one, yeah. I think, 
because you've already got it there. You've done nothing. So it's not like you're pivoting people or anything. You're just starting. So you may as well start with this one. And then once you kind of get the groove on that, then maybe you do start doing work on your artist one and building that up. But yeah. I mean, it, it just, again, it depends on like, I know we're going to talk about this in the, in the cons of putting them together, but like, maybe you really want to build up this brand, for example, for me, right? So I have profitable musician is my brand. And on Instagram, I made the decision that I am going to put everything under that. Mm -hmm. So everything that we do now, if I do decide to record an EP or something later on, you know, I'd be at a crossroads, like, okay, should I, you know, go back to one of these, I have these accounts that are like Brie Noble, music or something like that, you know, and I'm not using them right now. I basically direct people to the other account. Right. I could then go, okay, I think I should really go back to this account. I can let the people on my account, profitable musician know that I'm doing this over here and encourage them to follow me here. But I don't want to turn off all the people on profitable musician that are there to learn about money making for musicians. And, and I'm talking about all about my album, you know, mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. It can be complicated, I think, when you're thinking about brand. Like, even I have, we have the Out to Be podcast just to like post podcast stuff, but I've thought about, you know, should I have like an Out to Be thing as opposed to my name? But I think that it's sometimes you can overthink it. Like, I feel like for you, Profitable Musician is your brand and it is your personal brand and it's under that name and it works. And if even if it was under Brie Noble, I think it would work. And for me, it's the same but opposite. Like mine is under Katie Zaccardi because it's a personal brand. And if it was under Out to Be, it would still work. But it doesn't really make a difference either way. It's just sort of about making the decision of exactly how you want to come across. And like if you already have an account set up, you don't have to say, well, this is my personal one and I'll be active and public on this. But... I also have the business one and then I also have the artist one. Like, I just feel like it overcomplicates it way too much. It does. Well, let me ask you this. So what about an account? Like if the account name is actually attractive in itself. So for example, profitable musician, right? People know exactly what that is. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, oh yeah. I want to follow that. I want to be a profitable musician out to be, they'd be like, they might not know what that is. They'd have yeah. to like dig deeper into the brand. Right. Yeah. So you know, I'm thinking also of my friend, Chris Bradley, she's got her brand produced like a boss when she came out, you know, she's got separate accounts because she's also a musician, but like produce like a boss is a very clear brand. Like, you know, yeah. you're going to go in there. You're going to learn about producing music from her. Yeah. And so I think it does make a difference too. If your brand name is very specific and in itself might attract people. Yeah. And I also think that that's a decision you have to make when you are deciding how to approach this because I've always sort of had my name be first. Like mm -hmm. I had, you know, the podcast is called the Out to Be podcast and like my company is called Out to Be just like as the umbrella thing, but like not everything is all, it's not like super Out to Be focused. I mean, branding wise it is, but do you, do you know what I mean? I, I feel do. like I'm doing a terrible job articulating this, but it's not like, some people are super attached to like the name of their company equals like it, it really just like thrives with everything that they do and the name of their company is related to everything and like that's how they present everything. I pre present more as myself, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and I think maybe as the company grows, maybe that'll change, but I do think that 
the company name is more about our like fundamental mission and how we approach everything as opposed to being like the catch-all or like the you know the catchy phrase like you were talking about that people come in to and there's no right or wrong way to do it like if you come up with a really cool company name and you feel like you want to lead with that and be the ceo of that company versus leading more as like you are the person and you are the coach i don't think there's a right or wrong way to go about it it's just slightly different in how you might choose your handles and if you might separate things but as a coach starting out i don't necessarily recommend acting like your company is completely separate from you and then how you have your own like active personal account that's just like a personal thing because it could confuse people no i agree we are in the age of personal brands and even companies you know big companies they have people like we know the names of people in there they go out there and they're on social media under their own name yeah because that's what's attractive to people nowadays so yeah even if you do have a company name like that and i mean for me right i didn't have profitable musician in the beginning i was all under my name i eventually transitioned into that but i am still the personality of the company Mm -hmm. And that's not changing. It's like, I'm always up front. So don't think that you have to have this all figured out now. So many people like they don't start because they're like, I don't have the right name yet. And I don't have the logo and all that stuff. Don't, you know, no, go under your name. Started, (laughs) It will come right. I didn't have profitable musician for years. And only now am I gathering it all under this umbrella. So don't feel like you need that in order to figure things out. Yeah. And to give even more examples, this isn't in the music industry, but I know a lot of my listeners know Deeper Than Money. Chloe has been on the podcast before. And Chloe's Instagram is Deeper Than Money. And, um, but it's her account, but like the handle's Deeper Than Money, basically like yours. It's like profitable mm-hmm. musician, but it's you. You're like, you are the face of it. You're showing up on stories. You're talking to people on it and stuff like that. And then as her company grow grew they created another account that's deeper than money co and that is a little bit more of podcast focused stuff and like updates and business more like corporate facing stuff if you will Uh, but most people like everyone follows chloe's personal account because that's where she's showing up and that's where it's the most interesting Uh, and i and i think organic olivia who's in the herbal space i think i've talked about her before too because she has some she she's like really good at marketing so i'll use her in examples before but she did the same thing where she was organic olivia and it was organic olivia like the brand name but it was her it was her account it was her showing up um and she didn't have any separate like neither of them had any separate accounts they didn't have like a chloe account or an olivia account of their personal names and they weren't showing up in both places it was just that that's the business they're the personal brand the handle was maybe the company name but again your handle can just be your personal name it works either way i think we've proven the point here um <laughs> but I, I if you have wanna, any questions you can let us know i want to go into um facebook a little bit because it's set up a little bit different so yeah. you know facebook we have our personal profile um and then so everyone has that right and you may be showing up on there in some way i personally i put some business stuff on there And, um, I also put my purse, you know, I put my daughter's birthday party pictures on there and I do connect with all of my students on there as well. Cause I want them to know me personally, but then you also want to have your business page, right? So you may have an artist page as well as your personal profile. 
in this case, I would recommend you have a business page for your coaching or teaching because it, yes, you know, this way is you can keep them separate and it's not as commingled really as the way Instagram works. So I would definitely have a separate page for each one on Facebook and, you know, you can gather reviews there and things like that. So it's worth doing on Facebook, but you also probably want to weave in a few things from both into your personal profile. If you post there often, I post there multiple times a week. That's kind of my place to like talk about things that are going, uh, going on like now other than Instagram stories. So I do yeah. put a few things like that on my personal profile as well. On the other hand, I don't use Facebook at all except for groups. <laughs> so I'm like, if people friend request me, I literally don't accept them, especially if, if I don't know them. You know how a lot of people do that? They'll yes. just like friend a bunch. I will not accept you. I don't update my personal profile. I don't update my page. And I don't have two separate ones, although you are inspiring me to maybe set up a business one as opposed like separate from my artist one to have it. But I love those tips. If you're using Facebook and if your audience is on Facebook, make sure you follow those tips because it's really important. <laughs> yeah, it just works a little bit differently. But and, yeah. and but I mean, on Instagram, definitely make the decision based upon all the stuff we just said before. Absolutely. Yeah. So would you say there are any cons to having it as one Instagram in particular? Yeah. I mean, I'd say the big con is, and I remember our students saying this, she was worried about turning off her music fans. Mm -hmm. You know, if she's got an artist account and then she starts talking about giving voice lessons, is that going to annoy them? Are they going to unfollow? And I'm not the kind of person that unfollows on Instagram because I'm not a big consumer, but you know, my daughter tells me like, oh, people keep posting things that I'm not interested in. I just unfollow them. (laughs) And so, you know, I don't, I don't want to set you guys up to get a bunch of unfollows from people who are actually fans of your music. So again, like if you, if your audience is responsive, ask them and your super fans will respond. And yeah, maybe you'll lose a few followers by posting on there. But if most of them say, yeah, we want to know about that, then I would go for it. But you know, that would be the main con that I could think of in separating them. And other than like having to post in two different places every day and Mm -hmm. having to, there's always this decision fatigue, right? Like, well, does this really relate to my artist account or does this relate to my Yes. My coaching account. Like if I want to post a quote or something, like, should I put it here or there? Should I put it on both? (laughs) And that's the biggest argument I make for just having one is because often these things tie so closely together. And so instead of like being like, wait, it's relevant to both. So how do I decide which to post it? Or do I like have to repost it? It is becomes a lot easier when you can say, oh, okay, I was in the studio and I had this singing thing and then I did this little trick that I teach as a voice teacher or whatever and it helped me do this, right? To get up on your stories and tell that story that's relevant to you being in the studio that your fans are interested in and the little tip that your, um, you know, coaching clients might be interested in, it relates to everybody and even your fans might be like, oh, that's interesting, that's cool, I like to see her process, um, even if they're not gonna become clients, right? So, so, and I, we just use that as an example, but it applies no matter exactly what you're teaching or coaching on, if it's somewhat related. So often, like, if you're a musician and you're doing musician stuff, 
it's going to apply and be relevant to your coaching stuff and quite frankly, vice versa as well, because uh, it's just so closely tied together. Like it just is. And I I love that you brought that up, that like the decision fatigue can be real when you're trying to figure out how to create two times the amount of content and then does it really need to be two times? What goes where? Like sometimes it's just not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. And it will, it will slow you down. Yes. (laughs) This is why I almost always recommend combining them, but I have had some students like talk me into their reasoning for wanting to have two. And I, I but it's like, ultimately it's your decision, right? You know, you gotta, you're the one that has to keep up with it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that I think is the biggest deterrent is like keeping up with it. And that's why people might not do two, even if they maybe should even do two. And one last thing I want to say about having one is that most likely people won't get confused if you're really clear about what you're doing. So this is where my like type A brain goes, but I'm like, just do a post, do a couple stories, like, you know, show up on a Monday and be like, hey guys, here's what's happening moving forward. Here's what you can expect. If you set the expectations and you show up consistently and you're, you know, in your bio, it's clear. Or you've, you've got a story highlight saying, here's what you can expect on this page. If you set the expectations with your fans, nobody's going to be confused or mad at you or deterred or anything like that because they'll know what to expect. I think that where the confusion can come is like if... And this is a pet peeve I have about social media in general, or shall I say people showing up on social media in general. So many people post things with no context, Mm -hmm. literally no context. And this applies to many different ways people use social media. But in our specific example, or for our purposes of this conversation, it would be basically just all of a sudden one day talking about coaching as if your fans know what the hell you're talking about or that you even do it or what's going on. They don't know what's going on. They don't know that you're deciding to do this. Maybe they don't even know what coaching is or what you coach on. And so you can't just show up one day and be like, okay, and now I have a coaching offer for you. I think we talked about this last week or the week before <laughs> in, in some similar variation, but like it really makes a difference when you just create context around what you're doing and keep people in the loop and are really clear with your communication and your messaging so that everyone knows what's going on. Well, and I'd say for sure, like have not just like one day, you know, have a transition period for maybe like the next week or two, you're just kind of mentioning like, yeah, and I'm going to be talking about coaching on here because not everybody sees all your stuff every day. Yep. I'm, I'm constantly surprised by people that don't know something that I've been talking about for weeks yeah. and they're like, what, 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 you know? And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I know I've been talking about this a ton, but they don't always see everything. Right. Yeah. You can't assume. You can't assume and you can't leave out context because then people are confused. So let's leave that at that. So now talking about the two accounts, Obviously, there's pros and cons to this as well. I would say that a big pro is that you can compartmentalize things. You can keep things separate. And um, I would say one big reason to do this is, as we've established earlier, if your ideal client and your ideal fan are completely different, maybe you play like hard rock music and you teach, I don't know, gardening and knitting. Yoga or something like that where it's just like no my ideal client for my music is like 
middle-aged men and your ideal client for your business is like millennial women, maybe we want to have two separate things there, right? <laughs> and I use extreme examples just to articulate that and sort of set an image that's really clear. Um, most likely your audiences won't be that dramatically different, but you still might need to like be honest about how different are they? Are they interested in different things? Should it be separate? Are my brand pillars as an artist completely different than my brand pillars in my business and like what I'm teaching and coaching on? Because that would be an indication to me that it might be worth separating them out. Yeah, and I think even things down to like, you can use different hashtags, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of like using all, trying to use all the hashtags of like all of the artist ones you would normally use and then all the ones that are gonna attract the people for coaching and teaching, yeah. you know, you can do stuff like that. You can do, you can speak more directly to your perfect client, right? You know, the perfect client that is for your music, you can talk right to them like they are an individual person that you're having a conversation with. And the same thing with the coach or teacher account, you can talk specifically to the perfect client that you are looking for, for what you teach. If you're, if, if you feel like you're having to talk to both, you might get super general and no one will feel like you're talking to them. And you'll be like, Hey guys, like people that like my music and people that want to learn voice lessons, you know, it just, it's not as attractive to the people they might tune out. But if you say like, Hey, blah, blah, blah. And talk to them as if you're talking to them as one particular person, they're going to be very attracted to that. Yeah, I completely agree. And sometimes you can do that on one Instagram, but sometimes people need sort of that separation to have the confidence to just know this is my platform for doing this. This is where my audience is. I'm going to speak directly to them and I have the ability to do that on this Instagram or on this social media account. Yeah, I think, I mean, one way to figure out if you want to separate them is maybe you start trying to do it on your one account. And if you just feel weird, like it just feels weird to you and you feel like you don't know how to talk to them, maybe then you just decide, no, I'm going to separate these out. Yeah. You know, there, there's no you can try it. Like you totally can try it. And then after a while, if you're just like, no, this just feels weird to try to talk about them both in one place, you can still then move the people over by starting a new account under the name that you want. And then like calling out those people specifically and say, Hey, I'm going to be doing this over here. Come follow me over here. Yeah. I think that's the biggest con for having it as one is that like, you can feel like things just get muddled really quickly or confused. And the biggest pro for having it separated is that it's just, it's clear, it's clean cut, it is what it is. That being said, a con would be you have to manage two accounts, which for some people seems pretty overwhelming. Um, another con would be you have to show up for two accounts. Well, I think <laughs> like, the biggest thing is you don't want to disappear when something's not happening. Right? Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, like you have to do focused, two times the amount of effort. <laughs> you're focused on your, you know, filling up your coaching program right now, but you don't want all of your fans to forget about you. So you still need to have some kind of content going on over there. You don't have to go yes. hardcore, but like over here you're launching or something. And so you're doing a lot of your effort over here, but you still have to have something happening over here. Maybe you can yes you know, plan it out, plan a month's content out for your artist account and, you know, drip it out and, and have it created in advance or something. That's a way that you can 
you can do it, but you don't want to just like, I'm going to be over here now. And I'm going to totally not be over here because then when you come back, your engagement's going to be terrible. Beautifully said, like (laughs) perfectly said, it is literally that like, you don't want to be ghosting either side and you don't want to have it be like account A and account B one is off and one is on, you know, they're not switches that you can just turn one on and turn one off. Exactly. On still. Yeah. Exactly. And so, you know, besides having like to hold the mental capacity of, okay, I have two accounts. It's also about like, you actually have to stay active on two accounts. And yes, it'll ebb and flow, which one you're, you're focusing on a little bit more. Like if you're releasing music versus launching, obviously there's going to be a higher emphasis on one or the other for whatever project is your focus at the moment. But you still can't leave the rest just like high and dry. You have to be nurturing both deeply (laughs) in order to keep those people. So that can definitely make it tricky with having two accounts. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that's again, like my biggest reason why I wouldn't do it. I think video is really the most important place to be right now. This is my own personal perspective, but especially on Instagram, I really do think that being on your stories is quite important for just keeping up like a day-to-day regular relationship with your audience. And if you feel like you can't post on stories or you can't keep up with stories on one, let alone two accounts, that's something that you maybe want to think about because getting on and doing, even if it's just quick updates or, you know, doing your training or showing them behind the scenes or whatever it is that you're doing for the day. And it's not to say that again, you have to be going crazy every single day, but like you want to make sure that you're keeping up with it. And so if it feels very overwhelming to you to have to be in both places full force, because really it just requires like being ready, willing and able to go all in. And we're making it seem like it's impossible. It's not impossible. You just have to be down for it. You have a strategy, right? So like she said, if you're just, if your artist one is holding steady right now, you're not trying to grow it you can do stories. Like she said, you can just keep up with everybody on stories and you're not disappearing and you can devote, you know, 10, 15 minutes a day on creating some stories and keeping up with them and and answering comments and all that. Mm -hmm. But like, if you're on growth mode on your other account, then you're going to want to be creating reels. You might be want to be going live, you know, things like that, that is going to bring new people in and just making sure that you're maintaining that other account over there with probably mostly stories and maybe some Exactly. Exactly. The last thing that I'll say is that, I mean, this kind of applies to both, but I feel like it's easier to get away with when you have one account, but it really is just stressing the fact, again, you need to keep people in the loop. You need to show up strong, especially as you're prepping for a launch. And if you feel like you're going to be really fatigued, I like, and I say this because I know a lot of our clients come to us, people in out to launch this term, especially like we've had multiple of them who have said, I'm thinking about planning my social media and I just feel really stuck or I just feel really overwhelmed. And it can be a lot to figure out a social media strategy and to commit to showing up online. And as I've said on video, which I think is really important, you know, in order to build authority and in order for people to join your program, you need to make sure that you've created a relationship with them and you've made yourself known for a specific thing. Now, of course, that authority in terms of like being known or being the go-to person for a specific thing comes with time. 
but you want to make sure that you're staying in front of people. And a big mistake people make, I think, is just letting social media fall to the wayside in general, not being as active on it, not really being like in people's faces. Not in an annoying way, but in a way that keeps you top of mind for people. And so whichever you decide, whichever route you decide to go, you need to keep this in mind because we want to reduce that social media overwhelm and we want to make sure that you are showing up as strong as possible and figure out which route is going to make that most possible to do. Yeah, definitely. I think we've done a really good job of talking about social media. I did want to cover website. I know you like mentioned it in the beginning, but this is a question I get a lot too. Mm. Um, And it's because, you know, musicians have their, their, artist website. Right. And they're always like, well, should I put my services on my artist website? I do this, I do that. You know, a lot of them, it's like, I do a bunch of different kinds of music. Should I put them all in one? And then it's, if you're adding services or courses or whatever, and here's what I say for now. I mean, if you are starting something new, I would absolutely put it on your current website. Like don't slow yourself down again by having to feeling like you have to build this whole other website and this whole brand around it. Like, yeah, you haven't even done it yet. Right. You got to try it. See if you like it, make sure that you really enjoy doing this kind of coaching before you build an entire website around it. So I would put it as basically one of the tabs on the top of your website on the menu as, and I have many friends that do this, you know, they have an artist website and then they like teach a booking course or they teach a vocal course Mm -hmm. and they put that on the top and they actually just have like a tab that says like, you know, courses or, lessons or whatever. And it has a drop down with the different things that they do. And I think that's the easiest way to get started. And maybe eventually, um, if you're expanding and doing this a lot, you can have a whole website for that and you send people there. And while you're launching, you can put that as like the front and center thing on your artist website. If you want to, you can be like, you know, now taking students for this session and have it be right there on your homepage and directing them to that page where they can see the things that they can do with you. And then when that launch is over, you could take that down and you could focus on artist things, but I would not just go crazy and like build this whole thing right away. There's no reason you can't ease into it when you already have a website, you can just have a piece of it be for this. Well, especially because I think that a lot of people use the like, I have to have a website as a crutch to actually doing it. I'm like, you don't have to have a website to do any of this. Okay. So it's not an excuse anymore. Get out of your head. (laughs) Yeah. You don't have to, but then I also say like you should eventually because you want to rely on social media because that's not your, you know, your location on the internet that you can count on. So you should have it eventually, but most people do have some kind of website. And so don't feel like you need to build a separate one. Yeah, absolutely. And mine is basically the opposite of what you said, because my focus is coaching. Mm -hmm. My website is coaching focused. And then I have one page that's music and it's just all on one page. You know, whereas a lot of musicians might have separate pages of music videos about blah, blah, blah. Mine is that, but coaching related. And then I have one page with all the music stuff on it. So you can even look at mine as like a opposite effect. You know, if you already have the artist and you're adding the coaching, mine is the inverse of that. <laughs> I mean, of course, you can use mine if you want as inspiration for if you really want to put your 
biggest emphasis on coaching in the first place, that would be another way to do it and not feel like you have to completely neglect music either. So I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah. And I think that that's cool that you have your music on there and you're not keeping it separate because they may want to see like, oh, I'm working with a real musician. They've actually, you know, performed and things like that. It just increases your credibility to have them together. Completely. And keep in mind that whichever approach or direction you're coming from, whether you want to emphasize the coaching more and mention that you're a musician, vice versa, like there's always room for growing. So if I decide in five years or how, whatever, just as an example, that I'm like, I want to release a full length album and go on a countrywide tour. And I'm like going balls to the walls with this. I can make a new website that's katiepartymusic.com and I can separate it out a little bit more and I can rebrand it a little bit as needed. Like I can do whatever I want in the future. Um, I'm not stuck or or pigeonholed into one thing. It's just that right now I know that this is my focus. How can I simplify right now with my focus uh, and be able to make things as easy as possible Um, while also make sure that I'm not neglecting anything, you know, like that's right. Or you could even do, uh, you could get your domain, katiezacardimusic.com and point it only to that music page that's on your other website. Yeah, that's like, I should do that. Actually, (laughs) I should just do that in general. (laughs) Nobody buy my domain. I will say, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I don't, I don't know any other Katie Zaccardi, so it's unlikely, but especially who are musicians, but like, that's a great idea for, for those of you that have a music website and you want to start coaching. And maybe it's like, you know, Brie Noble vocal lessons.com or whatever. And you point it just to the page on your site where you're showing the lessons that you teach, but while they're there, they may be like, Oh, I want to, I want to hear her sing. I want to make sure she's good. So then they go and they check and listen to my music. And then they might want to watch a video and see me perform, you know, and it's all very cohesive and it works together to get people excited about working with you. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that hopefully by now you feel pretty confident and clear and you can at least make your own pros and cons list to decide what makes the most sense for you. But again, with this being one of the biggest questions we get, I wanna assure you guys that you don't have to overthink it. Of course, this is something that we will help you through inside of Out to Launch if you choose to join, which by the way, we are opening up the wait list sign up we're actually the waitlist is technically open open to sign up now and we will be launching to the waitlist and closing that waitlist in a few days so you only have a few more days to get on the waitlist before we do our special advanced launch to them head to katiezacardi.com slash waitlist to put your name on there asap (laughs) um and if you choose to choose to join out to launch of course we will um help you navigate through that and answer all of your questions about it but Bottom line is that there's no right or wrong answer. It's really about what is best for you based on who you are, what you do, who your audience is, and what you really want to emphasize or focus on. Yeah. So if you thought we were going to just tell you, here's the answer, that's not what we did (laughs) because it's different for everyone, but hopefully we clarified everything for you, like she said, so you can make your own list and, and really see like okay, this is the, based upon those things, I think this is direction I could go. And remember, you can always change your mind later, but you've got to make a decision so you can move forward instead of just using that as the reason not to do anything when you're like stuck in that decision paralysis mode. So hopefully we got you out of that. 
and into action. Yes, yes. And one more action you need to take. Go sign up for the waitlist. katiezagrana.com slash waitlist. <laughs> By the time next week's episode airs, the waitlist will be completely closed and we will already be getting on application calls with our future Out to Launch students and starting enrollment. So you really don't want to mess up mess up <laughs> you really don't want to mess up here and i've clearly i've like not got the brain juices today but <laughs> yeah, we're recording on a monday there's a there's a reason for that <laughs> but you don't want to mess up and miss out on this um so go ahead and sign up now there was one more thing i was going to say oh you get special waitlist bonuses when you do too. You get money off of your enrollment. You get advanced access to spots. Uh, and we've already got a bunch of people on the waitlist. So again, limited number of spots, people already on the waitlist. If you want a spot inside of Out to Lunch, you definitely want to take this action. And a special bonus call with me and Brie all around social media so we can figure this stuff out and figure out your social media strategy before we even start the program. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> Juice. I want to get on the wait list. You made me want to get on. I know. If only we didn't run the program, then we could put ourselves on the wait list for the program. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. That's all from us this week. We will see you hopefully inside about to launch and back on the podcast next week. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Out To Be podcast. If you like this episode, be sure to share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, rate and review it on Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. That really helps us spread the message and get this podcast out to even more women in music. For more information on coaching services, head to katiezacardi.com. See you next week.